welcome back to Storical, dear listeners. I hope your October is delightfully spooky. Okay, for today's episode, we're going to give voice to Bess Houdini, a performer and magician in her own right, who, like many women, was eclipsed by her husband's ambition. She was also a very spirited woman who was social and funny, kind of the opposite of the buttoned-up portraits you see of her with Houdini and his mother. Wilhelmina Beatrice Rahner was born in Brooklyn, New York, on January 23rd, 1876. Her parents were German immigrants, and they were super Catholic, like clutching their rosaries Catholic. When Bess was 18 years old, she left home and joined up with two friends to start the Floral Sisters, in which they sang and danced on Coney Island. It was performing with the Floral Sisters that she caught the eye of Dezo, a.k.a. Theo, a.k.a. Hardeen, who is Houdini's younger brother. Theo was taken with Bess. She was very petite, a little shy of five feet tall, weighed about 90 pounds, and she had a size one shoe. Other than her long hair, which she would pin up, she had the straight-bodied flapper look. And much like the flapper, she was also fond of smoking and drinking, which is a detail that I love because her husband was a teetotaler. The fact that she smoked and drank, with champagne being a particular favorite, shows her fiery personality in that she didn't feel like Harry's ideas on the matter should affect how she deigned to live her life. So Theo worked up his courage to ask Bess on a date, but made the mistake of having it be a double date with one of Bess's friends from the Floral Sisters and his older brother, Harry. On the date, Bess abandoned Theo for Harry and thus began an intense, week-long courtship. Yes, I said week-long. After making her swear an ominous oath to never betray him, Harry asked her to marry him after dating again for one week. When you're 18 and in love, I guess you're more likely to be like, why not? And so she said yes. They went off and got married. And while Houdini's mother was totally cool with it, Bess's strict German Catholic family was not. As you may recall, Harry was Jewish at a time when that wasn't exactly welcome. Bess's mother believed that Jews were the devil and felt that he was leading her daughter on a path to hell. Charming. She was estranged from her mother for years, but eventually they spoke again. Maybe that sweet magic bunny changed her mind. With Bess in tow, Houdini promptly kicked Theo out of their act, the brothers Houdini, and Harry and Bess performed as the Houdinis for quite a while, about 10 years. They joined up with circuses, dime museums, and vaudeville acts, and she shared billing with him on their earliest tricks, such as the metamorphosis, which I described in the episode, Harry Houdini, the magician among the spirits. Bess was a natural choice to be a magician's assistant because she was so tiny. She could easily fit into trunks and cabinets and was every bit a natural performer as Harry. In their early days before Harry's crusade against the spiritualists, they were not above pretending to be mediums, and she frequently gave seances as Madame Houdini Clairvoyant. Now through their marriage, Bess always played second fiddle to Houdini's mother. They sent half their money home to Cecilia Steiner while they were a young couple, and Harry spent lavishly on her throughout his life. It's not really known Bess's feelings on this, but she seems to have gone along with it. They were unable to have children, which was a point of pain for Bess, and instead she was a devoted dog mom. Her first dog, Charlie, little Pomeranian, was given to her by the Grand Duke of Russia when the Houdinis performed for the Romanovs. Harry was pretty hopeless, and Bess basically ran everything from the stage props to what clothes he would wear for the day. She also helped Harry create his tricks, escapes, and stage shows, and was one of the few people entrusted with his secrets. While they were married, he allegedly had at least one, 
but could have been dozens of affairs. The only confirmed one was to Charmian London, who was Jack London's wife. The two couples were friends during the Houdini's days in Hollywood, and the affair happened either while Jack London was dying or just after. I'm a little unclear on that. It's also unclear if Bess knew. However, here's a wonderful story that makes me absolutely love Bess for the badass that she was. After Harry's death, she found a trove of secret letters he had stashed that were from his affairs. So Bess invited all of these women to their house without telling them why. And remember, Harry had been the most famous person in the world, so no one is going to turn down an offer to hang with Bess because she was basically a celebrity. Anyway, the women all get to the house and she gives them back all their letters and they all left in abject humiliation. Never scorn a spirited woman, or any woman for that matter. Okay, so her life after Harry died. He only lived to 52, so she was about 50 when he died. While they had been fabulously wealthy, they lost a lot of money upon his death, just to various debts. So she decided that she needed to work for a living. She opened up a tea shop called Rendezvous in what is now Rockefeller Center in New York. Again, she was a celebrity, so all sorts of famous people came into her tea shop so that they could be seen and entertained. You see, not only did they serve tea and food, they also had magicians that would perform illusions for guests at their tables. The magic didn't die just because Harry did. Now, as we talked about in the long episode, Harry had a crusade against fake psychics and mediums. He felt that they were taking advantage of grieving people and sought to expose them especially since he and Bess knew their tricks, as they themselves had taken part in this behavior in their youth. Despite this, he really wanted to be proven wrong. So the Houdinis came up with a code, which was Rosabelle Believe, lyrics from a song she had sang when they first met. Every year on Halloween, which was the anniversary of Harry's death, she would lead a seance with other mediums and hope to connect with Harry, just praying that she would hear the words, Rosabelle Believe. But she never did. Many psychics preyed on her during the 10 years that she tried to make contact with him. She also increasingly abused alcohol and had various health issues. In 1930, she met a man named Edward Saint, who was a carnival performer, just as she and Harry had been. He became her companion and business manager. There isn't any definitive evidence that they had a romantic relationship, but it sounds like it was a possibility since they moved out to Hollywood together. Edward helped her plan the final Houdini seance in 1936, and it was theatrical. They did it atop the Knickerbocker Hotel in Hollywood. In fact, the original Hollywood Land sign was the backdrop. They sent out 300 golden invitations to various guests, celebrities, and reporters. Harry, of course, did not come through, and a sorrowful Bess closed out the seance by saying, Yes, Houdini did not come through. My last hope is gone. I do not believe that Houdini can come back to me or to anyone. After faithfully following through the Houdini 10-year compact, after using every type of medium and seance, it is now my personal and positive belief that spirit communication in any form is impossible. I do not believe that ghosts or spirits exist. The Houdini shrine has burned for 10 years. I now reverently turn out the light. It is finished. Good night, Harry. After that, Bess led a quiet life, still devoted to magic and keeping Harry's legacy alive. She served as a sort of mentor to young magicians in Southern California and even founded the group The Magic Gals, which was an all-female troupe of magicians. And get this, listeners. Remember how last week I was going on and on about the Magic Castle in Los Angeles? Well, one of the women in The Magic Gals was the mother of the co-founders of The Magic Castle. 
it all comes full circle and I love it. Bess Houdini died of a heart attack when she was on a train bound for New York on February 11th, 1943 at the age of 67. Her family would not allow her body to be interred in the same cemetery as Harry Houdini because she was not Jewish. So even in death, the two are still separated. That's all I've got for you this week. I hope that you enjoyed learning about Bess Houdini in her own right. Tune back in next Monday as we talk about Houdini versus the Witch of Lime Street. Mm-hmm.